up again with this song in my head And all these feelings I told you were dead But I think you were right And I think you were right well, you said I'm sorry and I said it's fine Well, I took you back for the thousandth time But I think I'm Volume up a lifestyle radio revolution on News Talk 1400 WOND on this beautiful, magnificent, mag, mag, Ma- oh, like magnificent, magnificent, magnificent <laughs> Saturday afternoon. Um, you just heard Originaire's single, which one was that? That Irish. was Irish, Irish goodbye. goodbye. Yes, I've heard you guys play that live. Um, we're so gonna we do an Irish goodbye in a few. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna. Charlie has a very cool question to ask you before you scoot on out. Go ahead, Charlie. Oh, we're here. Hold on. Sorry. We're we're sharing. We got all the mics going on. We are very octopus-like right now. So we were talking mm-hmm. um, on the break, and I asked you guys something that I would love to have you both share. This is something that I kind of think about whenever um, I'm thinking about people who sound really good together like who I like to sing in my spare time not like you do um, but so my question is if both of you individually could sing or play music with one other person alive or dead uh, or band who would that be me first yeah it'd be Johnny Cash why because I just love Johnny Cash and I don't know I think it'd be awesome just I, w- I want to hang out Your with music or his? Or both? And if his wow. music, then what? Wow. Sorry. No, <laughs> should have prepped you. <laughs> no, because now, like, it changes the whole thing. Because, like, it's like, if we're playing, like, my music, I probably wouldn't go with Johnny Cash. Then who would it be? Yeah, like, Elliot Smith. <laughs> uh, or, like, see, then I'd have to, like, form this really interesting band. And <laughs> I don't know if... Yeah, then it gets weird. So I'm going to stick with Johnny Cash. Okay. <laughs> Mine would be Billie Holiday. Your music? Yeah. That'd be super cool. Dead, can we give you an alive one too? <laughs> yes. Right now, it would probably be uh, Gregory Allen Isaacov. Ooh. Or Justin Vernon. Yeah. Together. It'd <laughs> <laughs> be like a... And and the milk carton kids like at, like playing guitar. That would be a dream. Yeah, like a dream show. That'd be yeah. All right, I'm on it. Yeah, <laughs> make it happen. Make it happen. All AC right. Beach. Cool. Um, well, we just conspired um, on the break because Mark Colazzo from the Orange Loop, Tennessee Avenue, Iron Room, all of the things in Atlantic City. Um, and just stay tuned. Thank you guys Thank you. for Thank you. for, Thank you for, for having us coming yeah. in and playing your beautiful music. Uh, that was. Originaire, find them online and in a venue soon, maybe. Yeah.
All right. Have a great afternoon. We're we're rolling with the punches live. Um, we have all of this amazing food in front of oh us. Oh my god! So Charlie um, is going to talk about relationships with money. Um, maybe while we eat, or maybe we should just do the food first. So we're Let's just do not the food completely first. distracted. Hey, what Mark? kind of relationship do you have with money? Because I, I mean, I like money, but I don't. I, have a I don't have a relationship. Bad with relationship it. with money. Like I, everything is a relationship, Mark. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, well, I want to hear about it. I'm in a money manifestation course right now, actually, which is helping me heal What does my that re- mean? <laughs> <laughs> you are the wrong person. Who asked the questions here? <laughs> You're the wrong can person. I, can, I just, can I break down the whole money thing? It's really yes. simple. Okay. Ready okay. to go. Okay. Spend less than you make. Next segment. Okay? Can we eat now? Because well, I just solved all your problems. If it was that simple, then we wouldn't have so that, many Americans in crushing and crippling debt. That's like well, my listen. doctor telling me, have you tried eating less and exercising? Well, that's what I was going to say. It's just like eating less. Like, like I need to lose weight. I should eat less. It's not easy to do, but I know what to do. I just refuse to do it. But okay. just spend less. Make just, more, spend just less. Make more, spend that less. That solves all your problems. Okay, got yeah. it. Noted. The next it. time I say that to you, say, stop eating fatty. Because <laughs> then oh I can't fat shame on this channel. You cannot. You definitely not can't fat shame I'm going to tell you this. Wait, wait, wait. I'm going to say this. <laughs> fat shaming men is still acceptable. Yes, it shouldn't it be. It shouldn't be. You're but right. But it is. Like, you could call me fatty right now, and you're not going to get hate mail. Right. But yeah. if I call a girl fatty, they'd be like, what did he just say? Well, I think that's important for us to talk about. We can sidebar mm-hmm. a little bit here. Yeah. So, but, I'm going to eat an Can hour. I eat while yeah. I'm sidebarring? Yeah. All right. So before we sidebar into that, I just want to say that Mark has brought all of this wonderful food, and it looks so good, and it's still warm. So we are kind of doing a balancing act right now between putting on a good show and eating it's this hard is, to eat This and is talk. a no-no, but um, once we post the pictures and tell you, talk about the food, you'll understand why. And also, right. this is like lunchtime. It is. It's my feeding and time. And you don't, you don't yeah. want me getting hangry. No. no the door is closed. We, it yeah. locks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I could have opened it earlier. You guys. <laughs> okay. Um, but I, I want to go back to what you said about fat shaming men because we do do that. Uh, and not only do we fat shame people, but we skinny shame people. But I want you to say from a man's perspective that it is not nice to talk about. It's not nice to fat shame men also as it's, well. And we should stop doing that hurtful. too. Yeah. But I mean, I do it to my friends and they do it to me. Well, so. you should right, stop too. We should. Like an but it is, a, it's, it is acceptable. Thing. Yeah. It, it it still is and um I know like the the female plus size movement has been 5 to 10 years in the making and is really but the male plus size um community and like there's um that models that like I follow models like normal people follow like sports stars so I know that there's a upcoming uh movement for Male plus size models. I asked you about that. Yeah. All right. I'll work on it. I'll get you some gigs. Because I'm retiring soon and I'm looking for like a, a new gig. That's so. it. That's going to be it. Yeah. You're going to add that to your name. I want to be like dad bod plus 30. Pounds? That's, yeah. That's what the, <laughs> like that. That'll be my category. Pounds cat- are like eight years. That'll be my category. <laughs> well, it could be both. Okay. No, just stop it. <laughs> As I eat this buffalo chicken mac and cheese. All right. So tell yeah. us. What did you bring in? So I brought food from Tennessee Avenue Beer Hall. Mm -hmm. I brought uh, mac and cheese, uh, buffalo mac and cheese. Mm. It's really good. uh, Yeah. I don't know his cheese blend, so uh, don't ask me. It's it's organic. Who is he? Uh, Charles Sorth, the executive Mm -hmm. chef there. 
Uh, he's amazing. He was a chef at Harris for a while. He's a chef at Sublime Seafood, yes. and um, mac and cheese is great. It's uh, it has uh, fried chicken tenders on top that he breads and makes in house. Uh, his buffalo sauce with some blue cheese on top, and it's just a great dish to have with a beer outside. Now, this is a special on the menu right now, or is it going to become... This is a special, but our new menu is coming out soon, and we're going to have like a mac and cheese of the week. Ooh, So like this is going to be That's one of them. That's a really good idea. And doesn't yeah. Iron Room, or didn't Iron Room do like a grilled cheese of the week? Iron Room still does a grilled cheese of the week. Yeah. yeah I so, know about that. Um, okay. We like cheese everywhere. You yeah. Yeah. Okay, um, so what else? So, the so mac that's and from Tennessee Avenue Beer Hall. Everything mm-hmm. else is from the Iron Room. So and what else is here? So we're here to talk about the Iron Room moving to Tennessee Avenue, so I brought mm-hmm. some Iron Room food. Um, Kevin makes his, his own house-made pickles. They are um, amazing. They're almost gone. Yeah, these are that good. Uh, caper berries, cucumbers, uh, baby carrots, and garlic. Um, I know these are cured in a uh, red wine vinegar, and I don't know the spice blend, and he probably wouldn't tell me anyway. I'm going to tackle that big old garlic clove before we leave but go like, ahead not now. do it right before we leave like yeah. right before you get in your car and yeah. then i and brought then go some home and kiss of uh, chef kevin's deviled <laughs> eggs um mm-hmm. they're organic uh wahilo something or other chicken eggs um they've got a little bit of uh dijon in there so it's got that little bit of mustardy but not too much we have uh, two cheeses a smoked cheddar and a machengo uh, mm-hmm. We had just have some olives, and we have his um, smoked salmon spread. And everything and looks delicious. And because, unfortunately, you cannot see, I am posting pictures of all of this wonderful food. Um, it is on the Volume Up with Leslie Jesperson Facebook page, as well as my own personal Facebook page, Charlie DeFebo. And you can find us on Instagram at Marceluna Media. Marceluna Media, but... Um I mean, it's live. Our volume up online.com is, is up and happening. It's like bare bones right now, but that's where um, our episodes are going to be. So you can uh, re-listen and we're going to be launching some fun contests as summer rolls around. Um, so stay tuned. But yeah, volume up online.com if you want to really find us, because I know Marceluna is difficult to spell. Two L's. If I if I break it down, Mar for the sea, soul for the sun, Luna for the moon, then it's easy to easy to remember but and it's the place where oj simpson killed his wife but mark also brought in champagne yes <laughs> yes paul garg champagne it's great champagne goes with everything it really is delicious yeah. i'm so appreciative that you did this i was and only, we're drinking out of plastic cups we're drinking yeah. out of plastic we're cups cheers to you i was here. only half kidding when i said bring all this food but i'm appreciative that you did anytime so, I like tell, to eat. so you have had a huge hand Maybe a little a bit medium more. medium-sized hands. You have, have a large hand, <laughs> okay. maybe more so than anyone else, in the redevelopment of Tennessee Avenue. Yeah. Tell yeah. me what attracted you to Tennessee Avenue. So about four and a half years ago, I was sitting around with the guys in my office. My office is in central Jersey, and most of the guys that work for me are in their 30s, late 20s, early 30s. And I said, you know, in five years, my youngest daughter's graduating high school— and I'm going to move our office down to Atlantic City. And they were like, okay, but we'll quit. And I'm like, what? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, you guys make good money. Like, you live in Asbury. Like, you can buy a house for half the price. There's so much to do. And there's like, there's nothing to do. So I was like, well, what do you mean? Because my idea of a good time is go to 2825, drink two bottles of wine, Uber home, and watch a golf <laughs> channel. And that's like, <laughs> that's like the best night out for me ever. 
In Atlantic City. Well, anywhere, but yes, in Atlantic <laughs> you City. You would do that anywhere. Yeah, I would mm-hmm. do that anywhere. So so they took me to Asbury Park, and I'd been there, but same thing. I would go to dinner and leave. So they took me around Cookman Avenue, and I said, you know, you're right. Like, it's nice to have this concentration of, you know, walkable places to go and things to do. And then, coincidentally, the next week, I had a business um, convention down in Miami. And I went there, and, and I went to Lincoln Road, and I had been there before. And Lincoln Road is like a pedestrian street that's just restaurants, bars. Uh, WeWorks is there, so so it's like live, work, play. There's apartments. I love it. Yeah, yeah. it's a really cool place. So I said, you know, we can kind of have a combination of Cookman Ave and Lincoln Road in Atlantic City. I said there's so much, you know, underutilized space. So I started looking, and... I focused on Tennessee Ave because there was nothing there at the time except the Piccadilly, and there was there was a lot of vacant land and there was a lot of vacant buildings. So I bought my first building there. It was just March of of uh, twenty fifteen, so four years ago, and that was the made building. What's what's wow. made chocolate now? And then I just started buying buildings and and pieces of property. Should I? Go faster. No. Um, I was making that face because of how nonchalantly you said I just started buying buildings. Oh. and just Well, so, so then it's like six or eight months later, and I have all these buildings and land, and nobody wanted to come there and be a tenant. Like, I thought, oh, I got this great idea. I'll attract all these tenants. It'll be so easy. And nobody was like, they're like, you're crazy. Go down there. So so I had to start, like, actively recruiting people and, and – um, Anthony Delcandro is a good friend of mine, and he's at the time was a part-time teacher at Grace and Glory. And, and I said, "Can you introduce me to them? Because I think a yoga studio here would be great." So he introduced me to to Allie, and Allie and Kathy were the first people to sign on. And and everybody was afraid of the street except Allie and Kathy. And at the same time, I met with a guy that has a tattoo shop somewhere offshore. I won't, I won't mention his name. And I walked him down, and this guy had tattoos, and he was a big guy, a tattoo on his forehead. And he's like, I don't want to be on that street. And I'm like, but the two girls in yoga pants just signed a lease. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know? We're minimizing the risk already. Yeah. So so they signed on. Um, and I knew Deb Pellegrino. She was the head mm-hmm. pastry chef at Harris Caesars Bally's. And I said, you know, I've got this building. I think it's great. I, I have a liquor license. Um, you know, is, is there a way you can be involved? And, and I said, I just know you're talented. And she said, I've got this idea about chocolate and making chocolate bean to bar and we could have a bar and we could, you know, you could sit on one side of the bar and watch me make chocolate and eat it. And I was like, that sounds amazing. So mm-hmm. then they came on and um, then Heyday came on and then the beer hall, we, we said, we're going to open the beer hall. And then Around that time, a friend of mine who's in real estate introduced me to a guy named Pat Fasano who developed a lot of Asbury Park and, and owned some bars and restaurants up there. And he called me and he said, hey, I just drove down Tennessee Ave and I, I really like what you're doing. I want to be involved. And, and I said, that's great. You know, I'd, I'd love to have you involved. I said, there's not a lot of land or buildings left that makes sense to buy because as soon as I started buying, everybody started jacking up their prices. So he's like, I was thinking about New York Ave. So he started buying up on New York Ave. And that's when we kind of switched from Tennessee Ave to the Orange Loop because 
it's Tennessee, St. James, and New York are the orange properties on Monopoly. So that's kind of how the orange loop was born. Um, some other people are coming on now. I can't make some announcements about some of them, but uh, we're moving the Iron Room to uh, Tennessee Avenue. We're targeting to open the beginning of July. Yeah. Um, and we're building out Rhythm and Spirits, which is the last kind of phase, you know, project of the first phase. And it's just going to be like a Nashville-style bar and a stage and uh, food from a food truck in the back. So. so once this is all done, New York, the Orange Loop, yeah, this is really going to be a very walkable neighborhood in the yeah. city. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's walkable now. So, yeah. so it's Saturday night. If you come there tonight, you'll see people... Some people start their night at the beer hall. Some people start at a bourree. Some people start at Piccadilly. Some people start at Irish pub, and then they go place to place, and you know you end up somewhere for dessert or your last drink, and you Uber home, and and that's a a great night. And bourree has live entertainment all the time. The beer mm-hmm. hall has some, and Rhythm and Spirits is going to have a lot of live entertainment because it's not just eating and drinking it's it's entertainment it's the arts it's it's everything combined that makes you know like a living breathing neighborhood and that's really what i think we needed for so long especially i mean we're spoiled here and i realized that when i started traveling we have some of the most incredible food and drink around but we lacked the entertainment part and things to do outside of casinos yeah and there's nothing wrong with you know casino entertainment but it's just not some people's vibe. Or you could do both. Yeah. Some people are just not ready to end their night. And if they don't gamble or, you know, it's it's just more options that um, I'm super excited that. We get a lot of people happening. walking over from resorts and, and hard rock because, you know, they're really close and they're staying there and, and they want an outside kind of local experience. You yeah. Know? Yeah. We're going to go to break in just uh, a Good, minute. I can eat that. Yeah. So we can. Man, gonna... we've been all taking turns like chewing and talking. So when you're not hearing one of us, it's because we're eating. Yeah. Charlie and I are going to chug the champagne. And the yes, too. oh boy. <laughs> all right. Well, um, if you're just tuning in, we will be back with Mark Colazzo from the Orange Loop, Tennessee Avenue, the Iron Room. This is volume up the lifestyle radio revolution with me, Leslie Jesperson, your girl Charlie DeFebo, and um. Yeah, we will be back, and Charlie's going to talk all about money on Volume Up. Spend less, make more. (laughs) (laughs) This is Volume Up, the lifestyle radio revolution with Leslie Jesperson on News Talk 1400 WOND. That's me. Hey, Mark, do you know what that song was? Can you take a guess? Can you play it again for me? (laughs) Weren't you just listening? I wasn't paying attention. I was trying to figure out what lifestyle radio revolution you're looking at it you're part of it well here i am it's happening right now i have a question for you mark um that i did not tell you i was going to ask all right but i'm going to ask it anyway lay it on me so everybody knows if they have been listening or if they know you for any amount of time you enjoy fine food i do you enjoy fine wine sometimes a little too much other drink (laughs) but that's your that's the point i'm trying to make is that everything that something that has your name on it puts out is good food, right? It's good quality. It's well-made. It's well-presented. It's good yeah. food. 
Although I do kind of like Panera's turkey sandwich every now and then. Okay, well, then we're getting to that. What yeah. I want to know, I already know the answer. Okay. And I won't call you out on it right. because I honor confidentiality. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but what I want you to tell everyone yeah. is what you told me is your guilty food pleasure. Popeye's fried chicken. <laughs> It's so good. Do you get any? Do you get any of the sides or like the biscuits with the? No. So usually when I get it, it's like I'm driving home from some work event that had like little or no food, and I see it, and I'm in a rush, so I get like the chicken, and I'm eating it while I'm driving, mm. and I'm wiping my greasy hands on my pants. The epitome of guilty. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah, I, I don't. I think that's when we all make our like drive-through <laughs> decisions is when like you're forced to because you have to eat, but they're. Yeah. And then I get home. And I'm like, I have to throw this bag in the garbage can. I can't bring it in with me. Because, well, I tell my kids all the time, I don't want them eating fake food. Like, mm-hmm. I want them to eat real food. Yeah. And then I could see if I come home with a Popeye's bag, my daughter would be like, Dad, that's fake food. <laughs> you won't give her so, the satisfaction. Yeah. So I have to hide it from my wife and kids. So. Leslie, do you have one? A guilty food pleasure? I see... I love food. I love everything about it. I think it's a sensual experience, and that's like half my problem is I just love food. Did I you say love... sensual? I did. We can say yeah, that. Yeah, can. that's not on the. I've. I've I well, asked... Dave Kosky's not here anymore. I was always afraid that he was going to like everything I would say be coming down the stairs saying you can't say that. Oh well, I'm so. sure we have other people ready yeah. to yell at us because <laughs> they know me really well. Off no, there. but I but I said yeah. that because I love food. Mm-hmm. I don't like food and sex at all kind of grosses me out like i don't think, I think it should that's be one any... of the things we can't say. you can't say sex <laughs> no no oh. we're getting there okay yeah i don't like food in the bedroom okay i like and it in every you... other room <laughs> okay you know but not in the bedroom makes a mess you know so my guilty nice pleasure carpet. food is um yes, i won't be back <laughs> you act like you've never been here before i would absolutely have said that on scott's show I've said way, way worse. Well, if, I wish that I wish that anyone out there could see Mark's faces right now. <laughs> I really like chocolate um, as my guilty pleasure. So, um, and I know you've been to Made Atlantic City Chocolate. I have. Everybody that's anybody has been to Made Atlantic City Chocolate. I, when I have people visiting from all over, I bring them into Made. Um, we just did a photo shoot in there that I can't wait to show the pictures. Arguably um, one of the coolest places in Atlantic City. It is. We were supposed to have our birthday party there last summer, but we were just so busy. Try tell us about your Made Atlantic City Chocolate experiences. Well, Mark, as you already know, I've not yet been there. Oh, really? I forgot. I'm sorry. But my guilty food pleasure yeah. um, is Applebee's boneless buffalo wings. Oh, you yeah. and Applebee's. You I and Eric. I, like, What is there to say? You know, it's moderately priced. The people are friendly. It's at least consistent food. It's consistently <laughs> mediocre. Sometimes, Mark, you just want something that you... Yeah. There are certain things... That the mediocrity is really what you enjoy and appreciate about it. All do you right. know what I'm saying? You can apply this in lots of different... Yeah, that we're not allowed to talk about. Yeah. Sometimes mediocrity just... is really what you're looking for. I agree with you. Oh, man, I can't wait to talk about this. Someday. I also really <laughs> like chocolate chip cookies topped with, with Cool Whip. Can chocolate we... chip cookies topped with Cool Whip. That's okay. really good. Sounds kind of good. I just want to say on the record, I already said it on my Facebook, but 
the traditional Chips Ahoy chocolate chip cookies should just be ashamed of themselves because they crumble, and I only like chewy cookies. What? Yeah, I don't like the... They got to be chewy. Well, you know what? That's my opinion. Agree to disagree. So let's get back on topic. I, I should have known. What is the topic should... exactly? Nothing in the bedroom. M- <laughs> money. I know that. Money. 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 <laughs> it was money. Money. Okay. I love that Cardi B song. We definitely can't play it on AM radio, but it it's like okay. really hypes me up. Well, yeah. you know that I love two truths and a lie. And so I wanted to do a little bit of a two truths and a lie for you guys um, oh. related to finance. I don't personal. know what two truths and a lie is. We should have played it with you. Okay. So two truths and a lie is where someone tells three total items about themselves, about whatever. Two truths Two of them are true, mm-hmm. right? See? All right. You got it. You yeah. got the hang of it already. So it's your job to pick which one is the okay. lie. Okay. Mm. So I'm going to give you three things about money, and you guys are going to tell me which one you think is false. All right? Okay. First one. The annual amount spent by Americans on credit card interest is 50% higher today than it was five years ago. Okay. 30% of households have less than $1,000 in savings. Okay. And there are more payday loan stores in America than McDonald's. Mm. This could all be true. Yeah. That's a tough one. The second one's definitely true. Yeah. I think the second one's definitely true. Um and I want to say that number one is the lie because just the way that it's worded, I feel like the number could be higher. Yeah. Um, yeah, I kind of think so, too. True. I, I think the McDonald's payday one was true. Yeah. So, yeah, two and three are true. One is false. Okay. So, one is true. The one first is one true. is true. Oh, and okay. I will, uh, yes, okay. I will give you the statistic. Americans are paying every year in credit card interest $113 billion. That's just the interest. Mm. And that is 50% more than it was just five years ago. Yeah. Well, why? Yeah. I mean, it is... It, well, I can say why. Well, you can say why, but the fact of the matter is that when you look at those numbers... And by the way, these are all true. Um, I did fib one a little bit, and it, it's only because the statistic is actually 29% of households have okay. less than $1,000 in savings, but same difference. So mm-hmm. yeah. a, a huge, almost a third of the whole entire country... A car repair is going to put them under. Yeah. A small medical bill is going to put them under. I've been there as a single income household with two children. It's just not in this economy. There's, you know, that's why I left the corporate world because there was just literally physically no possible way that I would ever be able to support myself and my family. Right. It's absolutely the truth. It is absolutely yeah. the truth. And then the third one, there are more payday loan stores than McDonald's. That's true. I put that on Facebook last week. I think that that's, and look, McDonald's is something we were just talking about. Fake food versus real food. That's kind of, McDonald's is kind of something that like, yeah, we might go eat there, but we all know that it's bad mm-hmm. and there's a ton of them and there are more payday loan stores. And not only are there more payday, now I'm going to have a little bit of a rant. Not only are there <laughs> more payday loan stores than McDonald's in the entire country, but they're also aggregated in poverty, in, de- in poverty dense areas. There's Mark just spilled all his champagne. Am I hitting really hard here? No. <laughs> I just wanted to fill up before you went on your rant, and I was a little aggressive. You learn so quickly. Yeah. Well, that mm-hmm. statistic, it, it means something. Um, McDonald's is something that we all pretty much recognize as bad, and mm-hmm. payday loan stores are something that we all should pre- – I didn't realize how prevalent they were, but the point is that – this is big business for some people. 
keeping us in debt is big business. Well, and I think credit cards, too, is also just looking at my past, you know, history and relationships with money. Credit cards and I've never done payday loans, but like it's something that, you know, you shouldn't be using as, you know, if you're using credit cards irresponsibly. It's just an ease of use. it, It is. But like when you need it. And you don't have any other options, and they give you these credit lines. It's you don't have they to make take it them. so easy. Thank you. No, you you're don't right. have to no, take them. Right. But you that's not the but point. That's... But the, no, the the thing is, and I said it before, you have to spend less. And yeah, what kind of phone do you have? I I actually have, and this is because I've been getting better. This really is an expensive eight, iPhone. This is oh, right? because I, I just cannot with an Android. But how much is, how much is that phone? This was seven hundred, but I bought it outright. I didn't finance it um, years ago when I own it. But they they set it up now so that you're just leasing your phone, and you at the end of the day you have to like you're done with it. You know what I mean? Right. But like the thought yeah. that anybody would spend a thousand dollars on a phone mm-hmm. is crazy. It is, but, yeah. But if you think about it, it's normal. Yes, it's crazy, but it's normal. Well, it's normal but just because everybody most, does it. it that's mm-hmm. what I'm yeah. saying. People are doing it. There are more payday lens stores because people are using them because it is big business. If there's a demand for it and they can create. And why is it big business? Why are so many people, I'm not looking for you to, I'm looking well, at you, but well, it's more of a rhetorical question. People, people are sheeps and people are stupid. People, yes, you're right. Well, that's another thing follow, that I want to talk so about. So people say Leslie has the iPhone 15. I I should get the iPhone 15 or what you know. But it's yeah. not just that simple. And Leslie goes and spends eighteen dollars on avocado toast. I'm going to spend eighteen dollars on avocado toast because if she does it, why can't I yeah. do it? Yeah, right. You know? But that goes back to what doesn't go back to because we haven't brought it up yet. I come from a generation, and Leslie, you chime in, and I'm pretty sure the answer is going to be the same. There was no, and Mark, I would like to hear your perspective on this. There was no foundations of personal finance in school for us there was no basic economics there was no none of that i went to public school we hadn't there was nothing and so if you weren't getting it at home and some of us Mm -hmm. weren't and you weren't getting it in school how are you supposed to learn it yeah Yeah. you grow up and you should be researching this stuff on yourself but i'm going to tell you from personal experience this is my this is my life the older you get the more embarrassed you are to ask those questions and then yeah. you get yourself into a situation where you're upside down in your car loan, where you've got student loans that you can't pay, where you've got credit card debt coming out of your ears, where you have to eventually go to a payday loan store. And it's not just people have, I feel like in their minds, like you're saying, well, you don't have to take the loan. Yeah, not everybody has to take the loan, but there are good people who find themselves in those positions. Well, but there, it's, we're, there's two things. There's people in a bad position. So like mm-hmm. you're saying... The person who's living paycheck to paycheck, then their car breaks down. Mm-hmm. They have no choice. Yeah, right. But then there's the person that's living paycheck to paycheck that buys the $1,000 phone. Right. You don't have to right. buy the $1,000 phone. You don't have to. Listen, the younger generation, and maybe they're right. Maybe maybe the thing is I'm going to spend as fun money as fast as I make it. I'm going to die broke. And that's kind of the way you should maybe. They live better. They travel more. They do everything. We have a mutual friend. I think you are too, and I won't mention his name. But why you already talked about everything else we couldn't talk about? <laughs> well, I'm I don't know. Kidding, if he wants. And I call him Peter Pan. And he well, f- Peter Pan syndrome in men is very common. That's another. Don't. That's, that's another. We need the whole day for that. I didn't know that was a thing. It is. I just call him Peter Pan because he he's never going to grow up. 
Mm-hmm. Right. So he goes from job to job and he has three jobs. And, and if he just had one, like he's good at everything he does. He's a mm-hmm. talented person. Um, but him and I were at Cardinal Bistro one night when they had that industry night. Mm-hmm. And I had this awful day at work. Like sometimes my days at work are awful. Yeah. And I felt like I was through a war and I got there and I actually brought a bottle of champagne and I crack open a bottle of champagne and he sits next to me and I was like, my day sucked. How was your day? He's like, oh, my day was great. I did yoga. I did this. And, blah, blah, blah. and now I'm like, who's smarter in this world, me or him? Because I went through hell today. Mm-hmm. He floated through life today, and our reward was exactly the same. We're both sitting at Cardinal Bistro, drinking champagne, eating great food. He won today. Yeah. You know? So the no, next it's, day it's he may definitely... wake up and be like, how am I paying my credit card bill? That day but, does. That day will come. But that night he was a clear winner. Yeah. See, so so I, I don't think it. I don't think it's worth it. I don't think, and and because I've made those decisions, I'm like, uh, forget it. I'll just deal with it. You know, I'm charging this on a credit card tonight, and I'll just deal with it later. The the anxiety I don't think is worth it. And like you're saying with the personal, I did have to take a course in personal finance to get my college degree, and it made me feel so many emotions because I had already, I graduated college later, you know, compared to everybody else. And I was like, I like, I have a full household I'm running. I I was already married. I already had a kid and I didn't know any of it. And I was like, I am like, I'm SOL. I don't, I'm sorry. I, you know, like, I don't <laughs> know. Say that? I, I don't know. Oh. I was like, mm, I, I'm in trouble here. Because I don't, I didn't know any of this, and it was personal and consumer finance. Like, hey, I shouldn't be getting back a couple grand in my taxes, right? Because I just basically gave the government a f- an interest-free interest free loan, loan. Yes. you know, <coughs> things like that that we are not taught, um, and we get ourselves well, I, in these. See, situations. I disagree with you. Everybody says interest-free loan. That's a forced savings. It makes you save money. It, yeah. So now you get a check as opposed to if you're. If you're a check at the end when you get your refund, if not, your extra $12 or $200, whatever it is, a week mm-hmm. or a month, you'd spend you'd on avocado spend toast. But, but here you get this nice check at the end, and you're like, yeah. hey, maybe I'm going to blow it, or maybe I'll save it. Maybe I'll invest it. You know, Yeah, most people are blowing it. Yeah. yeah but that's here's the thing. I mean. You just it, said college. College is more important than credit cards and everything else because everybody feels like they want to go to college. And I think if you want to be an engineer or an accountant or a lawyer or a doctor or a nurse, a teacher, you need a college degree, yes. you go. If you don't know what you want to be and, and whatever, don't go to college. Yeah. I, would, I would tend to Learn agree with Learn a that. trade. Listen, yeah. my brothers with trades are making probably two to three times my annual income. Exactly. And I have two college degrees. You know, and they have I was, no college debt. Yeah, they started right. younger and they didn't have to wait four, five, six years to My get brother, out and start making yeah. money. He owns a house and vehicles by the time he was like 24. So my company has started buying dental practices. What is the name of your company? Alpha Funding. I know that. I'm Sorry. No, The people Sorry. listening don't. And <laughs> we're, we're doing it for two reasons. One, dentists are great at taking care of people's teeth and bad at running a business. And two... Okay. Dentists now, the average dentist coming out of dental school 
has three to five hundred thousand dollars in student loans. Holy cow! It's Ouch. crazy. So there's no way that you're going to get out of dental school. They're saddled with it. And now it costs anywhere from six hundred thousand to a million dollars to start a dental practice. There's no way you're going to, with five hundred thousand dollars in debt, add on another billion million dollars to buy a dental practice. So mm-hmm. you're going to work for somebody for the rest of your life as a dentist. So we're aggregating dental practices to try to bring a good dentist to work at, give them the management, you know, skills that they right. need, give them better financing, everything else. And uh, it's kind of working out. I mean, I, I think don't... that's a great idea and it's really needed. Um, I feel like we need people all the time to do to do things like that. with. And we're businesses. working on an Atlantic City location right now. Yay. Where do you guys go to the dentist? Um. I just go to the place in Brigantine or whoever takes my insurance at yeah. that point. Um, That's I what actually, most people do. I do drive my kids up to Cherry Hill to a pediatric dentist because they are just absolutely... I mean, we've been driving up there for 10 years now. Um, but, you know, I know that we do have... Atlantic City's coming back. We've, yeah. we've got, we have got. just had a new pre- uh, office open in Atlantic City a few months ago. Yeah. Yeah, um, we're working with Atlanticare to open an oh, office awesome. with Atlanticare. So. Okay. Yeah. Atlanticare has taken over. They already have. But yeah. They, they, uh... I don't know anything about the dental business, so don't ask me any like. But you know questions. about the money business. So, yeah. and I, I like that you brought up these dentists coming out of school with, in some cases, half a million dollars of, of student loan debt um, because I personally, and there, I'm sure there are a lot of people like me, and in the work that I do outside of my real job, I'm meeting all of these people who are who will have credit card debt for the rest of their lives yeah. and it you become a slave to it um you are a slave to it when the money going out the door is to somebody else every single month that takes a toll on people and so what i've started doing um is eliminating all of my debt so i don't have a ton to begin with but i do have a car loan that'll be paid off this month Anger um, that, that I'm debt really free. excited about. I know you I just have got, a little debt free party. I, got, I will have a debt free party. Okay, um, but just the freedom of not um, the freedom of not having to put that money out anymore, not having to be on someone else's like, oh my god, this money has to go out every month, and I don't even have a lot of it. Like I just have the car note, but I have friends who have medical debt and student loan yeah, debt. Medical and I just, debt is what got me, and I just think that. I mean, I think that medical debt is something entirely separate. How much did that purple dye job cost? I'm just asking. I'm just curious. They're my clients, so. Okay, you made a good deal. Yeah. Okay. No, I forgot I was going to say. That's not shaming. That's not shaming. Oh, you looked at me like I did something wrong. Yes, you interrupted me. Oh, sorry. That was the wrong part. (laughs) You should know better Yeah. (laughs) But, I mean, the medical debt is something that I personally don't think should exist anyway at all, period, end of story. Um, But it is, it really is, um, it's taking over so many people's lives. And so what I do on the side outside of my regular job is that I help people to go through the process that I went through of repairing their credit and then teaching them financial literacy so that they don't make those same mistakes again, right? Because it's not enough to just fix the symptoms like we were talking about earlier with Rachel. Mm -hmm. It's not enough just to fix the symptoms of the problem. You have to fix the actual problem. Um, I've gotten myself out of debt before and I'm in it again. Right. And so my goal is to get myself out and not go back. If you don't change the underlying habits and I know you at Mark, you asked what is what about a relationship with money? That's exactly what the relationship with money is. I got into all right, I might have this money now, but it's just going to pay something else off so I can't even enjoy it or celebrate it. So I just have like a negative feeling with money and it I can't ever enjoy it or celebrate it. 
So And or when you get it, you're so already thinking about like, oh, I'm only going to have it for a little while. Let me just spend it because who knows what I'm going to get. Yeah. Again, yeah. and it's just... I'm not know. saying it's good or it's right, but that's... I know I'm not alone in that in that feeling. So um, I know that I've watched, like, a webinar of what you do, um, and I'm that's on my six-month plan to tackle that for sure. Do you know that I offered to pay for Leslie's wedding? Oh, my God. He's listening right now. Yeah. Well, I've said it to him. I mean, it's not... <laughs> Why did you do Cause that? Because I love Eric. Mark, she you obviously want to talk about yourself, so we'll go back to you. <laughs> He just texted I just made it about Leslie. What made you offer to pay for Leslie's wedding? Because she <laughs> should really lock him it. down before he runs away. <laughs> He's amazing. He's a good guy. Yeah, and he, he also likes Applebee's boneless he buffalo did. wings. Yeah. So I'm all for He's it. listening right now, and he texted mm-hmm. the emojis. But Apple. I think he is t- maybe Tennessee Avenue's number one. All right, so you have two daughters, correct? I do. You have two daughters. Yeah. So you're paying for two weddings already. You really want to add a third? Yeah. Okay. Well, I said at the Iron Room. If it- <laughs> so it'd be a small wedding. I mean, I did qualify it. Okay. <laughs> Fair. Oh, my gosh. Um, but, okay, so that's another thing that I want to ask you about. So you right. are father to two daughters. Yeah. And one's in college. Uh, one's in college. Is one's going chicken? to college. Baby chicken's is in college. That's yeah. what I thought. Okay. She just so, finished her sophomore year at Rhode Island. What is What has it been like for you to watch your daughters become women and get to um because now you more or less play from the sidelines yeah it's not easy um so thank god my kids are great and i think they got that from their mother they're like good kids have you know great heads on their shoulders um i don't like boys all boys are bad so um i don't like the fact that they have boyfriends and um i try to behave myself and i I had to apologize to my daughter's one boyfriend once. Already? That was that was uh yeah, at her sweet sixteen. You know how like the the boy and a girl dance together and then all their friends like surround them in a circle. Yes, I know that. So so <laughs> I was like at the bar and I saw this crowd of people and I could see my daughter was dancing with her boyfriend through this, but I couldn't see what was going on. So I pushed my way through and I grabbed them. <gasps> no, you didn't. You completely embarrassed your poor daughter at her birthday party. It worked out great, though. And I grabbed them. <laughs> and I can't say what I said, but I said it. <laughs> but the great thing is her whole school thinks I'm crazy now. Mm. So they don't want to go anywhere. Yeah, yeah I agree. There's so, a silver lining. So my wife was like, listen, you have to take them out tomorrow and apologize to them. So I had to take them out for ice cream. <laughs> And I took my <laughs> oldest daughter with me, and I said, I want to apologize for my, you know, what I did yesterday. And I thought that was my apology. And my oldest daughter's like, and? and I'm like, <laughs> I love her. And I'm like, and I'll make sure it doesn't happen again. And she goes, and? And I'm like, enough with the end. Like, eat our ice cream. I apologized, and let's move on. So, uh, but it's tough. You know, like, um, like the first night my daughter was in college, I was like, I woke up at 2 in the morning, and I was like, I wonder if she's home. Is she sleeping? Is she at a party? Is she here? Oh, I'm not looking forward to that at all. Yeah. Because, I mean, I I don't want to say I was a bad kid, but I wasn't a good kid. I mean, I got in a lot of trouble. but And, the, you know, I know you're pro-women, but there's a difference between men and women. Like, oh, we talked about this last week. We 100% agree. Like, if I passed yeah. out in a ditch somewhere in college, like you wouldn't you'd have to worry about me. Right. Like, you just have to worry a car didn't run over me. But, like, right. A girl, it's it's different things that mm-hmm. you're looking at, and like 
I don't think there's any girls that want to line up to rape me. And if there are, like, I'll give you my number. But oh my you probably can't, say, can't that. say that either. Okay. But anyway, it's... We may be back next week. We may not. <laughs> I think we need to define the rules somehow. Who's, who is the new Dave Kosky here? Uh, we're talking about Paul. Paul. Kelly. Okay. I think we should sit down with Paul. I already did. And go through... When I signed this contract. What's allowed? It was pretty clear. And what's... In his... Well, he wasn't really clear to me. Maybe if you bring him some of this food. I just felt I like you have been on this station exactly. for long enough that like, I didn't need to give you the rundown of what you can and If can't I didn't say. really need the rundown. Yeah. I've said a lot worse words than what I've said here, so I'm not sure. All right. Well, maybe. I mean. But anyway. We'll, we'll see if I get an email. Yeah, we'll so see. what's on the agenda for you tonight? Tonight, I am going to be hanging out at Tennessee Avenue Beer Hall. Uh, might go do a little top golf. And uh, then you're going to go home and watch golf. Watch a golf channel. Have you ever watched a golf channel? Do I look like I've watched the golf channel? <laughs> How about uh, Saturday before Father's Day? It's the 15th, I think, June 15th. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Come to the beer hall mm-hmm. and watch golf with me. Sounds from- awful. <laughs> It does sound awful to you. <laughs> well, you're offering it to me, so. It's the best spectator sport ever. It's one man. I don't know if, you, if, if you've ever golfed. I have. We were actually both in Florida last year for um, for golf. That's right. We were. So so now if you golf, some of these courses you, you've played yourself or you've, you know, you've know people that have played there. You've been in this situation. And I am capable of hitting any shot that they hit. Now, I'm not... I am. <laughs> okay. I, I think we only have like 30 missed, more seconds in this show. No, no, listen. Yeah. Here's the thing. They do it consistently day in and day out. I have a 1 in 100 shot of hitting the shot I they gotcha. just hit. They have a 99 out of 100 shot of doing it. But I'm never going to hit a major league fastball. I'm never going to knock out Mike Tyson. But I can... One time, hit the same shot at Phil Milkison. All right. Mark has so no we're personality disorders whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, um, this is Volume Up, the Lifestyle Radio Revolution. Maybe we'll be back every, next week. Every Saturday from 1 to 3. Go to volumeuponline.com and have a wonderful afternoon. Live and local radio, you can.